right. Speaking of people you don't want to hang out with, I happened to stumble across this show on YouTube called Insufferable Bastards. All right, it's already a disaster. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Insufferable Bastards. My name is Carlos Danger, joined by my co-host, you can hear him breathing, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. What, you got a cold going on? You're sick? I have no idea. Let's hope so. Yeah, in my house, not that this matters to anybody, but for the past month, my kids had a cold. Everybody had a cold. <laughs> Are you holding a cough right now? I can hear like you wheezing. No, no, no. Really? Oh, all right. Then, yeah, yeah. Then the kid, then the kid had COVID, and uh, first full week back in school this week, and he's sick again. So we're recording this before 7 a.m. on Saturday, September 3rd. Uh, so it's a disaster all around. So. Real quick, the guest this week is Christine Capralozzi from CT Horror Fest. That's coming up uh, later this month in uh, the, in Naugatuck. It's a it's it's the horror fest now in like northern New York. You know what I mean? Uh, if you're going from uh, northern Jersey, it's easy to get to to Connecticut, so you don't have to trudge down the Jersey Turnpike to uh, you know the I Monster Main is the established one in our area, this part of uh, the tri-state area. But CT Horror Fest is really made a jump these last couple of years it's the real deal so we go over the guest list and all that kind of stuff so but before i do that and i recorded that one alone because brian's been working a lot on set doing his fancy movie and tv stuff so he's not a part of that but i thought brian you and i could take a moment last week we recorded an episode where we talked about bad movies featuring great performances great performances from bad movies or, or television we cheated a little bit and i knew it when I said it, we talked about it in the episode extensively. Tombstone. We both went on a rant about Tombstone. And then, look, I know people love Tombstone. I know it's got a large following, as we said last week in the podcast. But I used it in all our messaging, like the social media stuff. Uh, you know, I, I, I said over and over again. And people really uh, responded to that. I don't know if they necessarily listened, which is one of the problems. Well, see, that's the thing I have to admit. I bet you some don't of the yell. people that, Sorry. that commented, okay, um, that people that commented, uh, I don't think they listened. At least the people that commented on my page, because I have a somebody that literally made a whole post on his own page. Wait, I don't want to get into the whole po- Let's not get into the, the the whole post on his own page because that's that's his own thing. But can I name the I person? I know, but he called this it. Well, I don't know if I want to do that. Okay. But but he's but, a movie like director. he did call us Yeah, he called us like idiots. I see I read I read the post. I didn't take it that way. Oh, see I I did. But on the post he put on your page where he basically defended Tombstone, his I mean, hey, he's entitled to his opinion and we and we know that the thing is, yeah, you could see, you could, you could read the post and know that he actually didn't listen to the episode because some of the issues he brought up, we directly addressed and complained about in the episode. So that was that. But then on the public page, and I think this is okay to bring up, we had on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash insufferable podcast. Facebook would not let me use the word bastards. But we went into a, a little bit, uh, we had some people, you know, again, I, I had the image of Val Kilmer from Tombstone saying great performances in bad movies. Uh, first person said, first comment was uh, Raphael Moran, that ain't a bad movie, LOL. <laughs> that, that got three likes. We got then Lonnie Chant, who I'm just going to call Lon Chaney. He posted a gif of a young Marlon Brando rolling his eyes, which is a, is a, is a choice. 
Uh, then we had our, you know, our friend <laughs> Shane T. French, who probably did listen to the episode. Yes. But who disagrees with us on everything. He called it a masterpiece. Then we had John Amenta. And what I love about John Amenta, he's from The Pint, a pop movie. Co- wait, a pop culture podcast. Sorry. And this is him in our, in our audio drop. Treasure to me. I love Judge oh, Dredd. God. I absolutely love Judge Dredd. He will disagree, but he does listen to the episode. He said, it is a pop Western. There is room for that. Great and fun film with a great cast. And then Lon Chaney said, well put. Not every film has to be gritty and realistic. And, of course, me not being able to let things go. I mean, we had our say in the podcast, and we should really shut up and let people just weigh in. That's the way it's, you should really do this, according to what I've been told. I could never do that, though. I, don't, I disagree with, with, with calling it a pop western, and I disagree with Lonnie saying not every— I, in my opinion— Tombstone is trying, I mean, yes, it looks beautiful. It looks like a cartoon, sort of. It looks like a painting, you know. I guess it looks like a pop art painting. It has an MTV feel to it. But Val Kilmer is gritty and trying to be realistic in that film. Kurt Russell, the way he is framed in the film, like literally the way he's photographed as the hero made from granite, it is trying to be gritty and realistic. It is not trying to be lighthearted. It's not trying to take, it's not tongue-in-cheek. So I, I no. Stephen Lang's performance in that, as over the top as it is, is not tongue in cheek. This is not a comedy. And I pointed out, like, one of my main problems is how seriously this film takes itself, but it is disjointed. I mean, there people. I don't know how people can just put aside like the point you brought up, where they're suddenly riding through the woods on horses, and there's the, the stupid the whole love story derails. It's just the movie. story. The Dana story Delaney is really bad. This is a movie that ends sort of the climax is, again, a, we said this last week, a series of montages where nameless villains get shot as melodramatic. They just, it's like they had no idea. It was to get to point A, to B, to C. They didn't know how to do it, and they slap in a montage. So I'm surprised to see people uh, let that go as much as they do. And, and I think like a pop Western, I think that's just, I mean, yes, it's part of pop culture now. It's been accepted as a pop culture uh, masterpiece. But I still don't think that makes it a good movie. And I said in the comment, I think if you insert, if you take out the word pop and insert brainless, that's a better description. If you want to go see a brainless Western, Tombstone is right up your alley. I also point out, like, you know, there was the movie that came out on Netflix, I think, last year, The Harder They Fall. That's a pop Western. Yeah, that's definitely more poppy. So, yeah, like. And Amenta went on to say Young Guns is great. Young too. Guns. See, I, yeah. I mean, right, I, there's just I, a, there's a complete different. I mean, yeah. I, you know, Blazing Saddles is a good Western, I guess. The Ballad of Kate Hulk, Sam Peckinpah, Jason Robards is a good, but I mean, kind of Young Guns is, is crap. Just because we grew up with it, you know, I put, kind of said this on Twitter, like, there's, you know, cult movies used to be cult movies, and now cult movies are just anything we grew up with. Hi, this is Stuttering John Melendez. All right, so uh, that was Stuttering John. So that's our intro. I just wanted to go over that real fast. The rest of this episode is going to be me interviewing Christine Caprolozzi from the CT Horror Fest, which is coming up in September. You'll have all the dates and stuff like that. I should bring up one thing, and maybe this is a spoiler alert, but I just want to make sure. I actually bring up uh, Gary Busey, who was arrested for allegations connected to behavior he allegedly engaged in during photo ops and autograph signings 
at Monster Mania in Cherry Hill, New Jersey last month uh, in August. So I just want to like state for the record what he was charged with. You see, this is from uh, Associated Press. Busey, 78, faces charges of fourth degree criminal sexual contact, attempted criminal sexual contact, and harassment. He maintains his innocence, has denied the charges. So just to get that on the record before I go into it, because we don't go into what it is. So anyway, anything else you want to add there, Spears? Could you talk about any of the work you're doing? You're doing 18 different movies at once, 18 different TV shows at once? I'm definitely doing one of the biggest shows Ever. I can't talk about it, but it's probably the biggest show I've ever worked on. And it's like, a, you know, everyone would know about it. Oh, and nice. Then I'm, I, and, then I, uh, and then I start, I did a, a shoot for a Glass Eye Picks. We're going to do a new movie with Glass Eye Picks. Can't give anything away about that, but I did a little scene a couple weeks ago, and then we start the movie like in another week or so. All right, well, that's it. Uh Tune in right next for the uh, interview I did with Christine Caprolozzi. But for Brian, I'll just say uh, goodbye, and I guess we'll talk again next week. All right. Later. Peace. All right. So joining me as promised is the great Christine Caprolozzi of the CT Horror Fest and the Horror News Network. Welcome back to the program, Christine. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I was just thinking, you know, CT Harfest is coming up for anybody listening who's not aware. It's at the Naugatuck Event Center. Two, Two weeks, weeks from right? Today. Friday, September 16th, and Saturday, September 17th. Oh. All right. Good. I got that. And we should say right off the bat, you can uh, get tickets and all that. You can go to facebook.com, CT Harfest to learn yes, more. CTHorror.com. CZHorror.com directly. Yep, for okay. tickets. Uh, Friday, it's going to be, it's four to nine. If you pre-order your tickets, you can shop the vendors at 3.30. Um, Saturday, if pre-order tickets get in at 10, at the door, tickets are available at 11 a.m. and it goes to seven. And, and tickets are like, what, 20 or 25 bucks? Did you just say Friday that? Friday is 20 and Saturday is 25. And that's what I like about this horror fest, right? So I, I mean, I'm 48 years old. Uh, you know, I'm doing this out of my basement literally right now. So like the one thing I'm sort of experienced with is being a, an attendee at horror conventions. And I was just thinking, and I brought this up with you in the past, but I'll say it again. Like back in the day, there was, you know, Fangoria weekend of horrors. Yes, there, I, I remember those. Yeah. And then yeah. it was in like New York City and then Northern Jersey. There was a whole, I, 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 the whole long story short, there was a whole bunch of horror conventions that were doable to drive from the Naugatuck Valley or wherever you live. You know what I mean? And like mm -hmm. it's considering you're in the tri-state area, but a lot of them now it's like, you've got to go pretty far down the Jersey turnpike rock and shock up in Massachusetts ended a couple of years ago. I guess it got too expensive to put on what they were doing every year. So CT horror fest is like perfectly situated as a horror festival in this area. So, and I noticed last year because I've been to a bunch of them, it was like an explosion in terms of, awareness of this convention and the number of people who were there. So yeah. it seemed to me like that was like the big coming out party for the CT Harfest. Was that true? Was last year sort of the, the, the big one that it kind of take you uh, well, to another level? Yeah. And that's part of why we went to two days because we did get so many people. I mean, I think there were two things, 
And we were, we think is that, was that an anomaly? Are we gonna get the same amount this year? Because you have the COVID effect, right? People were in lockdown, there was nothing in 2020. So every convention, every event, where there's a Comic-Con, Horror-Con, every event, every event just went bananas in 2021 because people just wanted to get out of the house. They missed it. <laughs> there was also the effect of, we had Kathy and Jimmy last year who some people won't even consider horror. It, she's very mainstream. She was a great guest. She's very nice, delightful person. Great with fans, great with staff. But there was a lot of families there. So you had like the Disney effect with, with mm. Kathy. So, you know, we're on track to do a really, you know, um, decent number this year um, of attendees. But that's why we split it out into two days, too. So it's... We, to handle that crowd. To, yeah. to handle the crowd, but also to be fair to the fans. Because, as you know, as a horror fan, when I would go to events, I would either go... If, if it was a Saturday and Sunday, i try to go on, on a Sunday. It was like a Friday. Like when we used to cover New York Comic Con, I would always go on press day on Thursday. Or Friday, like to avoid, because Saturday is always the big day. So that Friday is kind of that spillage over to give people a chance. If they really want to meet someone, it gives people that chance not to um, have to wait in line for like three to four hours. I mean, that's, you know. Although that's the name of the game now at conventions. I know. That's just, I mean, th that's what it is. It's amazing to me. And I, and you're the horror expert because I certainly am not. But like, I'm just thinking my daughter is in fourth grade. Stranger Things season four came out over the summer. And like for her age and all her little girlfriends, her age, mm -hmm. that's their Star Wars. Yeah. And it's a it's, you know, so like she is I told her this is happening. She never really had an interest before, but because she knows it's Stranger Things related, it's made her into a little bit of a horror fan, although not really. So <laughs> the appeal now of horror, I don't well, know. She, she's not watching full cheese zombie. She's not waiting in line to see Ian McCulloch this year in fourth grade. No, no, not not quite yet. Not quite yet. <laughs> Give her it's time. All, Give her time. It's all about Stranger Things. Stranger <laughs> Things, Stranger Things, straight like obsession. Uh, TikTok Stranger Things, like all just nonstop. <laughs> but has horror become more mainstream? Although people like don't like the word mainstream, has it become more popular across more demographics than ever before, in your opinion? Yeah. And I, I remember seeing almost an explosion of it, even with covering not only horror conventions, but comic conventions with Horror News Network. What you would see is, remember, comic conventions used to be just long boxes, comics, mm -hmm. there's comic conventions. About 10, 12 years ago when Walking Dead came out, that to me was kind of the big explosion of horror because that kind of brought it to the, Walking Dead brought it to the masses. Well, yeah, and the thing about the CT Horror Fest, I'll just say I'll personally endorse it, right? So it's going to be in Naugatuck. Mm -hmm. And you can like, I'm going to bring my son. Mm -hmm. It is something you can bring the family to. If anybody out there listening, and you've never been to a horror convention, you know, put whatever preconcept. It's it's a good time. I, I would say you don't even have to be like, I'm not a hardcore horror fan. Mm -hmm. You know, I know the stuff from the 80s that we grew up on. But if you just like movies, it is a cool place uh, to go. If you like flea markets that are sort of uh, that, that has stuff you're not going to find anywhere else. Uh, it's a really cool thing mm -hmm. to go to so yeah i'm looking forward vendors. to bringing my son the vendors yeah. are awesome and kids under 10 get in free oh i didn't even oh i wasn't aware of that yes. oh my daughter's gonna get in for free she's gonna yes. be so happy i but, know 
You know, I'm, I'm leaving out something here. And uh, my guest is Christine Caprolozzi of the CT Horror Fest coming up Friday, September 16th and Saturday, September 17th at the Naugatuck Event Center. Uh, I, I got to ask the question. It's difficult, but uh, it's on everyone's mind. For the love of God, please confirm that Gary Busey is not going to be appearing at the CT um, Horror Fest. No, no. No Gary he Busey. Is no Gary Busey. No. We... Um... And I'm making I don't I'm, I'm making light of actually something that was a, allegedly criminal. So if anybody out there who doesn't know Gary Busey at Monster Mania, one of the big conventions in southern Jersey, allegedly got uh, too handsy with uh, guests. I mean, I'm sorry, with with people who are coming up uh, to take his, his his photograph. It was a little more than handsy, I think. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. He's been charged with sex crimes. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, I read that and it's like, what of all the things? I mean, we've definitely entered a parallel universe. I saw that yeah. first discussed at a CT Horror Fest a couple of years ago, the whole concept of parallel universes and whether we we slipped into one. And reading <laughs> a headline about Gary Busey at a horror convention arrested on alleged sex crimes, which is just. So but I want to ask you as somebody as a promoter and somebody who puts on these events in terms of, because you had Monster Mania being like, well, I don't know, how do you even handle something like that when you have a guest yeah. who, who does something that, did it, did it give you second thought about, okay, if that were to happen, was it even something that even entered your mind? Yeah, Not necessarily, I mean, like, if you get a guest who's out of hand for some reason, well, what do you do there? Well, and you know what, to their credit, what I heard is they handled it right away and they handled it in the appropriate manner. So good on them. Um, but yeah, that's, that's something that we're like, do we need to build that into our, are like in agreements with them like you know any misconduct you, you need to like you know that that really gives you concern like pause right for concern i mean granted gary Busey does have a reputation for being a little unpredictable he's got some issues absolutely right, <laughs> right? i'm just gonna say unpredictable but you know when you bring in a celebrity you know you for most of the time you kind of know what you're getting depending on the person, but you don't, you don't know. Right. And sometimes their rep may not know, like, cause you can't control people, but I, you know, this says, this says I, just, for years, it, again, Gary Busey kind of has a reputation for that. Um, like I don't see, you know, this year we have the, the haunting of Hill house, reunion going on we have like you know jeffrey combs and um barbara crampton from reanimator we have the cast of the night of the living dead i mean i don't foresee anyone this year that would raise a red flag for me that's coming but still to um to your point it was kind of like oh wow i mean yes you you know you saw them mentioned on like cnn all this other stuff and, and you know yeah, to have was... to like then get a legal team and be involved in this is really it does give you room for pause because now they're kind of, you know, have to be in the mix of this. And that's, that's Suddenly, really, I, from what I heard, they handled it right away. They handled it appropriately, got him out the building and you know, what else, what else, can, what else could they do? You know, they, they stopped it as soon as they heard about it. I mean, that's a, that's a tough spot to be in. Right. It was interesting. I only like saw it play out on social media and it was like, suddenly there's this Busey stank because some people I saw like, I mean, I don't know what the convention, how do you, how do you deal with that? Uh, yeah. And they did what they could, but uh, people are going to be people. But anyway, I don't, I didn't mean to talk about that for okay. uh, 20 minutes, but I mean, Busey, man, Busey, yeah, Busey, Busey, talk, let's talk about some of the, uh, the, 
the guests that are going to be there because that's what people are going to want to know. And again, mm -hmm. if you haven't never been to if you've never been to a horror convention, you go there, you can get autographs, you can get photos with uh, some of these actors, actresses, directors, uh, musicians this year. And then there's panels where you can go and watch uh, people from a certain movie talk about what it was like to make that movie. And there's Q and A's and all that good stuff. And then third part, there's a vendor's room where you can buy things. Now I know yeah. the other major thing here is that the insufferable bastards are not in the vendor's room this year. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how that's going to affect the, the amount of people that show up, but I, I know, know that's going to be. It'll, it'll dip. It'll dip. We know. You'll, you'll feel it. You'll feel and that pint of comics are just not going to be able to make it up. I mean, it's just not yeah. going to, it's going to not, it's not going to happen. John and Lloyd can, uh, can hold it. I think they can hold the fork for you. Lloyd won't show up, but, yeah, uh, he showed up. we last year we gave away, uh, these I'm holding it up. This is a podcast. No one will see this, but we gave away <laughs> coffee cups like we for free. We didn't, we didn't, didn't sell nothing. Oh, yeah. I didn't well, get a mug. Here's the thing about the mugs I ordered last year. It turned out as soon as you put them in the dishwasher, the decals just came right off. So it's probably a good thing. But I did just get a new order. I had them. Um, I, they didn't offer a refund, but they sent me new ones that are, that are good. So maybe I'll give them to uh, I'll ship them up and you guys can give them away for free. But uh, all right. The guest list. Who were, what, what are some of the highlights? Some of the highlights. We have a cast reunion of Haunting of Hill House with Henry Thomas, who was also an ET. Everyone remembers that. Mike Flanagan, who created Haunting of Hill, well, it's based on the book, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Blind Manor. He did Dr. Sleep, um, Midnight Mass, all these Netflix, like he has his own little universe with some of the same people in it. Um, this is his first convention appearance. Wow, okay, I didn't realize that. Wow, and then Kate you guys. Siegel, who was in Haunting of Hill House, um, Dr. Sleep, she was in Hush, Oculus, um, Ouija, She's been in a lot. She's Haunting of Bly Manor, Follow the House of Usher, which is coming out and going to be shooting Midnight Mass. Um, Annabeth Gish, who was in, you know, Haunting of Hill House, but was also in Mystic Pizza and also X-Files, SLC Punk. Uh, Keith David. I have booked Keith. Everyone's because he canceled last year. Everyone's kind of in this. Keith David going to show up? Fingers crossed. Look at the guy is a, this man is one of the hardest working people. He was just a note, Jordan Peele's note. He does a voice, he does voices in, you know, Rick and Morty too. And he's the um, voice of everything. He's oh, like, oh, I know. He's a thing. They live, platoon. I mean, I can't even get into all that. Like, he, we're, I'm excited for him. Thomas Paine, who played Jesus on The Walking Dead. Um, we added a couple music guests this year. We have Frank Bello and Scott Ian from Anthrax. They're that's going to be, be there. That's going to be huge. Scott yeah. Ian's a, he's the best. And um, we have Ari Lehman, who was Jason, young Jason in the first Friday the 13th, and CJ Graham from part six. And just to let everyone know, the Friday night, the panels for Friday the 13th, the Jason panels and the Anthrax panels are going to be Friday evening. Oh, wow. Okay. So people are trying to pick and choose their days. That's why we kind of put that out there in, in the ethers on social media. People are trying to pick their days. We don't know the exact time yet, probably somewhere around seven, eight o'clock for okay. each one of those. Um, but yeah, then we have a reanimator with Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs. Um, we have Millie Shapiro from Hereditary. Was she the, the, uh, the little girl, the, the daughter? She's, she's now. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, yeah, that movie. No. That movie I, I watched it once. Seen, yeah. If people haven't seen Hereditary, please watch it. It is hands down one of the best horror films of the last 10 years 
Yeah, it's hands oh, down. I mean, Tony it's so Collette, creepy. It's, I actually it, cried, like in a part of the film. Like, yeah, I mean, to me, I think people dismiss horror films as just horror films, but this was actually a human like story. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Yes. Um, Aaron Armstrong, who was Michael Myers in Halloween Kills, he was Michael Myers in the flashback scenes. He's also the stunt coordinator. Um, Robert Brian Wilson from Silent Night, Deadly Night. Classic. Oh, and uh, then we have the Night of the Living Dead reunion, which is I have a soft spot for um, because that is one of my favorites of all time. Judith O'Day, Rush Striner, um, and Kyra Sean. I love That's that. That's great. And I also love how this guest list spans generations of horror. Yeah. You know, is that was that uh, on purpose, I, I assume? Well, we try to do that because people who come, you know, may not know. Um, Younger people may like Night of the Living Dead. Maybe it'll get them to watch Night of the Living Dead. But if they're coming to meet Tom Payne from The Walking Dead, they'll get, oh, we have Ian McCulloch from Zombie, too. So it's almost like three generations of different zombie culture. I mean, Night of the Living Dead was pretty much the catalyst to, you know, the first kind of big zombie movie, George Romero. I actually have, believe it or not, I pulled out my Night of the Living Dead poster that I had George Romero sign. And I have it all ready to go like a fan, even though I'm writing this thing for them to sign as well. Um, because yeah, that's great. And Romero, if anybody doesn't know, he appeared at CT Horror Fest back when it was in Danbury, what, four or five years ago, something oh, like that. Oh, God, I think it was more than that. I think this was like 2016 he appeared there. That was a great show. I was at that one as well. Yeah. So that, you know, that's where it all started um, was Night of the Living Dead, but yeah, so it, it gives people exposure, and for people who are hardcore fans, it's like, oh wow, you know, like Ian McCulloch from Zombie's going to be there, and people have never seen the movie Zombie, Fulci Zombie. Um, that's a little, it's a little intense, but have you seen it? Oh yes, I've yeah yeah. Okay, I I see, and say, then Zombie I, versus I, Shark. That's like that's a classic scene. I was at some horror convention, maybe it was Chiller back when Chiller's a Jersey one. That's not necessarily horror anymore, but at one point they were. And I got one of those courtyard rooms where we had a sliding door. Somehow I got this really great room <laughs> and we had Ian McCullough. He he filmed something with Mike Gingold for like a tr They filmed some type of scene in my hotel room, which is funny because Gingold comes in and kicks me out like, hey, Mike, Mike Gingold's a former Fangoria editor guy. So that's my past. I think he owes me a couple of bucks, Ian McCullough. So better <laughs> give me his, uh, his autograph for free because I let him use my hotel room. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. I mean, uh, any advice, Christine? Because, I mean, all right, you got the Walking Dead guy there. That's going to be a big draw alone. Mm. Uh, you know, any advice for people? If they're showing up on Saturday, is, I mean, can you expect, is there going to be a line to get in? Is there a certain time you would recommend people uh, to get in? And then um, where can people go? I know, like, on the Facebook page, I saw people are like, how much for order? Everyone wants to know uh, to the and you know dime. what? That's hard. That's hard for us to gather ahead of time. And the one hard thing about posting it ahead of time is that it may change. Like it there was one year yeah. we posted somebody's autograph, and you know it's up to the town. It's not up to us how much they charge. And somebody came, and I've had two years where the person has changed it, and people have come and ripped me for. I'm like, look at that. I, I can't control it. So that is okay. Yeah. So it's hard to give ahead of time. I can. The one thing I will say is that. Over the last year or two, we've seen the combination selfie and autograph 
um, combo go from anywhere from $40 to $200. You know, it, it, some people are super expensive. Um, but, you know, I always tell people expect between 40 and 140 to 80. You know, that's kind of the that's range. The range. Right? That's I what think, it is. Yeah, I think. I, I don't make promises because it's not up to me. Um, but in terms of time to come, you know, if, like I said, if I'm a hardcore fan, I'm going on Friday because I want to get what I want to get. I want to shop my vendors and I don't want to be in a crowd. And especially like if you're a Friday the 13th fan or you're an Anthrax fan and you want to see the Q&A, you want to be there on Friday. Um, the costume contest is on Saturday. So people who are, you know, are into dressing up and want to join the costume contest. If you're a big reanimator fan, big night living dead fan, haunting, you're going to be there Saturday. We do have something this year called a line skip pass. Mm -hmm. um, it's on the site. All the details are there. It entitles you to three line skips. So that's an add on to the ticket. So th there's that. Um, and what is that like? I think it was, was it $75? Yep. So I'm like, okay, I saw that. Yeah. So that could save that's you. That's an option if, yeah. Yeah, that's an option if, you know, you, you don't want to wait in line that long. And, you know, to me, I think our tickets are, especially when I look around at like a lot of the bigger fan expo, Comic Con type, I think our tickets are really reasonable. Yeah, 20, to, 20 to $25 is unheard of. I was actually surprised to see on the website today. I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's what TT Horror Fest is. That is still a good deal. And as somebody who was a vendor there for like, three or four years uh, and has gone there. Well, no, I didn't go to Naugatuck Event Center as a fan, but the layout is enough. It's not like, even if it gets really crowded, it's not like you're packed in uh, like sardines in this place for anybody listening or anybody who right. hasn't been there and you're thinking about going. There's room to breathe uh, and the layout is enough. It's not like you're, sometimes you go to some of these horror conventions and the vendor's room, it's like you're st they're stacked on top of each other. There is definitely room to breathe and yeah. walk uh, with you That's guys. That's on purpose. We don't, because we want to make sure we respect our vendors and give them the same space that the talent gets with like the booths and the pipe and drape. Um so we want to make sure we always respect the vendors in that manner. And we don't really have a vendor room. We like them to be situated between the two talent and celebrity areas. So people have to see them. Yeah. Well, last year, me and my buddy Spears, who does this podcast with me, we had a couple of, you had a couple of guys from the thing who came over before. It was just like, we were so, it was so cool. Cause they were just looking at it, talking about us. What the, what, what you're a, what of what it was just getting a coffee cup. <laughs> Thomas Wiggs so and cool. Peter Maloney, right? That's who it was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they were so friendly. And we saw Jake, the snake who was having a heart. He was awesome. Jake, the snake Roberts. Uh, anyway, I, I, you know, I'm really, I'm kind of bummed. We're not uh, vending again, but you guys really sold out fast. Cause in my mind, I was like, all right, I don't know if Spears can't make the Friday. Cause he's got to work till like nine at mm. night. And so we were like on the fence, but then it was gone. So the, even the vending side of it, it sounds like that's taken off too. Like you, you we sell out spots. Waiting list. We have a waiting list wow. of like 75 deep for vendors. Whoa. And you know, there, there's nothing we can do. People are like, you can't make room. It's like, we don't want people to be squished. You know what I mean? We, can't, yeah. we just don't want people to be squished like that. Um, also, you know, I know we keep things reasonable. It's like, how long are we going to be able to do it with inflation? When I tell you, even the amount of money I spent on Sharpies this year, <laughs> I almost passed out. 
Oh, wow. Well, that's one thing I was looking at the Rock and Shock Facebook page because I was like, well, whatever happened to them? I know they they, they announced and, and it kind of seemed like, well, they, it was just getting too expensive. They make these illusions to the way like the, the convention world has changed and it was like too expensive mm -hmm. for them to do it. But I guess they put on a whole concert, too, which must have cost, I would think, uh, a lot. Yeah, I mean, a concert's like a whole different animal, too, because there you're paying. I, I mean, I don't know. I've never I'm not a concert promoter, but. I mean, you know, imagine you're paying for people to bring in their gear, you're paying, you know, roadies have to come in, you're, you have a whole sound setup that you have to pay for it. I, I don't know how that works. But I can imagine that that's quite a cost. Because if I remember correctly, they had, they had it in one spot, the the convention in one spot and then the concert in another spot. So it's, it's kind of like, out, two, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I again, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, you know, but let's I can imagine that's super expensive. <laughs> let, let's close it out, Christina, as a horror person, although you're probably working on this 24 hours a day, especially because it's so close. But if you see, yes, is anything sleep. good? Do you, do you recommend any movies? Did you see like the Orphan uh, Orphan 5, whatever it's called? I haven't seen it yet. Honestly, I've been Too so busy. busy. I haven't really gotten to see a lot of the new horror that's been out. I, you know... Honestly, I was, I just, my latest thing that I made sure I saw was like the ending of, of Better Call Saul. And that has nothing to do with horror. <laughs> I love Better Call Saul. Wasn't it great? I think that's. It was great. It was that, if that's not the best series finale of all time, I don't know what is. I thought it was better than the way Breaking Bad ended. It was so, yeah. uh, that, I love that show. So I hear you there. That was a great show. And, you know, I know people, like, if you look in the Stranger Fans universe, you were talking about your your daughter. Everyone was consumed. They're like, with the Emmys nominations being brought up, they're like, you know, um, they were robbed, those kids. It's like, I'm sorry, Ray Seahorn, the last couple episodes of Better Call Saul, that scene on the train. Right, yeah, where she just starts crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, if this woman doesn't win an Emmy, then I just I'm never gonna watch the Emmys again. <laughs> right, yeah, she's <laughs> something. All right, Christine, I'll let you go because you got a lot to do, and uh, you don't need to spend the rest of your Friday night talking to me. So, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much, and uh, we hope to see you at Connecticut Horror Fest. All righty, take care. Okay, you too.